I saw a guy on the subway where the glasses were too big for his face, and it really infuriated me. I hate when people pick out the wrong glasses for their faces. <laughs> this guy had such a huge nose that he was trying to cover it up with giant glasses. He looked insane. <laughs> and then I was thinking, like, how do you leave the eyeglass store looking like a fool because you picked out the wrong glasses? And especially on the subway, I see it from time to time, and it, it just infuriates me. I want to I knock their teeth into the back of their head. <laughs> Makes you want to smash them with a frying pan. Yes, see, Mex gets it, Ed Hernandez, thank you. Yeah, like Charles Nelson Riley glasses this guy had. <laughs> I want to say, dude, I get it. You got a big nose and you're trying to like, you know, draw attention away from the nose. But but you picked the wrong glasses and then they were square. They were on the square side. Who buys glasses that are more square than oval? He's a full idiot. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I would love to hit him. This episode of the OP Radio podcast sponsored by Oats Overnight. It's a delicious overnight oats shake, quick and easy. Go to oatsovernight.com, promo code Opie. What's up, Vincent? How are you, buddy? And Matt Applebaugh, what's going on? Hacks Against Hacks, and Jordan Shepard, and Jeff Ween, and Martin Bolano. Bolano. Uh, come down to the panhandle. My God, that would be awesome. Corey Rockwell, what's going on? First time? All right. Welcome, man. We have a lot of fun with these live streams. Uh, Stern said something about you. I doubt that. Thank you, Yagi, because I would have heard about it many, many times today. Uh, oh, <laughs> Oliver North North. Opie Stern said he invented sunsets. Hoo hoo. <laughs> Ed Hernandez in studio. This is what Howard said. He said, uh, hold on, hold on. Hoo hoo. Opie's dopey. Tell him, Robin. <laughs> yeah, Howard most likely does wear a wig. Are you kidding me? Of course. Of course he does. He's got some kind of hair system. I think that's pretty obvious by now. Looks ridiculous. Isn't he like 70? Close to 70 and he has dark black curly hair, a full head of hair. Uh, What's up, Grant? How are you, buddy? Howard is 78. Wow, damn, time is flying by. 
Uh, hoo hoo, I invented inventions, Robin. Tell him, Fred. <laughs> Vice versa. Thank you. White beard, black hair. Yeah, that's always a dead giveaway, right? What else is going on, man? Florida sucks. Scotland checking in. What's up, Sir Duncan? How are you, man? Uh, welcome to our little sunset party that we try to do on a, on a regular basis now on the YouTube. Florida's great. Florida's just okay. When you're landlocked in Florida, I, I, don't, I can't think of a worse place on earth to be. And every strip mall feels and looks exactly the same. There's no real personality in central Florida. God, I don't like it. But then you get to the coast, and they got their own personality, and they, and they got their own thing going on. But yes, I'm talking about you, Orlando. Central Florida is the jungle. Welcome to the jungle! Ah, uh, that was really bad. I, I understand. Opie, did you hear people are trying to get Wendy Williams fired because she made fun of uh, Joaquin Phoenix cleft lip? Really? I think I did see a little something about that online. I mean, was she making a joke? If she was making a joke, then she should be totally fine. If she was just being an asshole, then, you know, the culture is such that she, she uh, might be in a bit of trouble, but... I stick up for anybody that's trying to make a joke, and especially if the joke is funny. She could take uh, people with cleft lips seriously, but also you could you should be able to make fun of it. No? Or is that too harsh? Is that uh, type of humor too harsh these days? Where's the line? I know, you know, having a kid with a cleft, uh, cleft lip is pretty rough, and there's some doctors out there doing amazing things to give, uh, you know, those children quality of life. Check out Afterlife, Ricky Gervais, Netflix. Uh, yeah, it's on my list. I got a, I got a whole list. I, I want to see the Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix. I think that's the one I'm going to uh, check out, maybe even tonight. And then I still got to see the uh, Quentin Tarantino movie. And then I got to see Parasite still. I got to see the Joker still. Lots of gayness in the Hernandez doc. Really? Joker sucks. Don't watch. All right. Uh, watched Hernandez last night. It was great. Aaron was a self-hating gay, is what Yagi's saying. I have no idea if that's what was going on. Opie, watch this movie called Wizard of Oz. It's going to be a winner this year. <laughs> what else? Are you guys watching the impeachment thing with the Trump? You love the Joker, Grant says. See, there you go. Trump 2020, Opie. Um, I, uh, uh, here we go. You mentioned Trump and it gets everybody triggered. Everybody. There's snowflakes on both sides. I think Trump is guilty going into the impeachment trial. But I also think that we should see all the evidence and uh, see what the witnesses have to say. But here's the problem. I I think uh, everyone is signing an oath to be what? uh, You know, what's the word? Honest. (laughs) Barry Sanders 2020. I'm in the middle of my political rant, you twat. Um, Yeah, to be impartial. Thank you. Uh, So everyone's signing the oath to be impartial. But here's the problem with the whole impeachment thing. The Democrats have already decided that he's guilty. The Republicans have already decided that he's not guilty. And they're not willing to listen to anything. So for them to be signing that impartial oath thing is complete garbage. I would really like to see, you know, a a fair trial with a bunch of witnesses and really go through the process because it is America. God damn it. And then we could finally make our uh, our decision on Trump. But it's going to be it's just going to be a dumb circus. 
we're all going to be watching, but it's going to be a dumb circus. The Democrats are going to be yelling and screaming, you know, screaming for witnesses, screaming for this and that. And the Republicans are going to be like, nah, we're good. We're good. We don't need witnesses. We don't need any of that horse shit. And they'll both hold uh, party lines. And um, in the end, unless there's uh, some crazy bombshell thing that happens, uh, Trump won't officially be, well, he's impeached, but he won't be leaving office. And then I honestly think that uh, that's going to rally a lot of his base. And I think the Democrats at that point are going to be in a bit of trouble because they don't have a strong candidate. For the Democrats out there, be brave. I know. I know, like, showing your face, then everyone jumps on you and calls you basically a cocksucker, a libtard, a snowflake. Fuck you. Wish you and your family would die. Just because you say you're one party or the other. But be brave. Uh, which Democrat do you think has a chance to take out uh, Trump for real? Uh, Graham says none of them have a chance against against uh, Trump. You can't just say Bernie because that means nothing to me. Why do you think Bernie has a chance to beat Trump in 2020? Why? Personally, I think, and it's something me and Yakov Shmirnov talked about on the latest episode of the podcast, you know, socialism. I think if you're if you're going for a socialistic uh, stance as your platform, you're going to lose a lot of people, a lot of people. The answer, like I told Yakov, is in the compromise. The answer is in the middle somewhere. But in this political climate, we all want to be part of a team and it's all or nothing, man. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So you got 50% of um, the country, basically, that is trying to trying to rule over the other 50% of the country because they think that 50% doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. It's insane uh, what it's become in this country, sadly. So I felt like Yakov had bad examples for socialism. We talked about that. Socialism on paper does look good. It's a way to take more, uh, take care of more people in your country. But then you get politicians in there, and they take advantage of the system, and then then all of a sudden, you know, socialism doesn't fucking work. Uh, we got a rock star for a president. I dig it. All right. Socialism blows. <laughs> uh, Hillary Clinton will come to the rescue. You know, Carl said that on one of the last podcasts that I did with him. He said at the last minute, Hillary's going to come into the race. It's just sad that the Democrats had four years to figure out somebody. I mean, you know, Trump. Oh, boy, here we go, because it's going to piss off some people. But Trump definitely has some weaknesses. And the Democrats had four years to groom a, a, a solid candidate. And they just don't have it. Biden is too old, too fucking old. Two dollars. Thank you, sir. Socialism is uh, legislated me- mediocrity. Well, yeah, if it's done uh, the wrong way, I guess. I'm not saying we should turn it to a socialist uh, country, by the way. I'm just saying that on paper and then how, how it's played out are two different things. That's all I was really trying to say there. I like the Yang. I like the Yang. Who likes the Yang. Good old Andrew Yang couldn't get uh, on that debate stage, but that stupid billionaire that buys all those uh, commercials gets to go on. If that doesn't show you that there's something wrong with our political system, oh my God, you got a lo- a- enough money, you could be on the debate stage with political veterans, and then someone like Yang who's really interesting, I want to hear more from that guy, he couldn't get on that stage, holy crap. Unbelievable. 
Uh, the U.S. is a socialist socialist country. You have more social programs. Hold on, buddy. Then you can shake a stick at Social Security, unemployment, Medicaid, etc. And then this guy just wants to say jets, jets, jets. <laughs> That's why he enjoyed doing these things. You got goofballs that just want to scream jets, jets, jets. And then you got other people that their heads are about to explode because we're talking politics and they want to get their two cents in. That's why I think I want to do these YouTube lives on a very regular basis because it's fun playing off everybody. I went to a Knicks game last night. First one in a couple of years, to be honest with you. Sat right behind the basket. Um, one of the fans of my podcast uh, just simply gave me tickets. I don't even know the guy. Follows me on Instagram. Said, hey, oh, I, um, I have these tickets. I can't use them. You want them? I said yes, and I brought Littlefoot from Westwood One, who's uh, still my friend. And I told him as we were going into Madison Square Garden, I'm like, dude, I got these tickets from a fan. I don't know if they're going to work. I wasn't, I wasn't convinced that they were going to work. I thought for sure right up until the guy took out his thing to zap my code uh, that, I was get, uh, that I was being set up. But they worked. The game was wonderful. Me and Robert sat there like gentlemen drinking uh, black cherry White Claws. <laughs> and I turned another person on to the White Claw, and I apologized to Robert because he took the first sip, and he said, oh, my God, I'm in love. And then we were trying to figure out what's in the White Claw, and one of the ingredients is simply alcohol. Because he's like, is there vodka in this? What, what kind of alcohol is in it? And on the ingredients for the White Claw, it just says alcohol. I never knew you were a social justice warrior, but liquor. Why am I a social justice warrior? Oh, you think George Trapp says, I think you're being called a social justice uh, warrior for liking White Claw. <laughs> I like you, man. Death from above, 1981. Greetings from Wales. That's awesome. Love hearing from the people around the world. Uh, AT, just trying to be a douchebag. He wants me to say I've been doing radio uh, since I was 18 because I guess I've said that too much over the years and that's a way uh, haters try to get to me. Most think if you dislike Trump, you are a, a social justice warrior. No, don't get me wrong. I, I've, I, I finally said this on a podcast because I was confusing people. I fucking love Donald Trump. I love that he's an asshole. I love that he calls people out all the time, but I don't want him to be uh, to be the president. So I think I think you can love the guy, but also not want him to be the president. I mean, when he called the radio show, it was fucking amazing. I've said that many times at this point. He gave great radio over the years. Why not? Why don't you like Trump? I think it's really, really easy. I think he's full of shit. I, I don't think he gives a fuck about um, the American people. I think he gives a fuck about himself. And people that are very, very close to him is um, his business associates and whatnot. I think he's playing a lot of people. I really do. He loves the attention. He's a he's probably the biggest narcissist that that the world has seen in a really, really long time. He only cares about his bank accounts. He has a hot wife. All candidates for president are narcissists. Yeah, I think I think I think you have to be to a point, right? You like the attention. I think uh, anyone that's in like. The public eye and entertainment and whatnot definitely have uh, a bit of a narcissistic personality. Then you also see the people that their narcissism is completely out of control. And that's all they think about and care about. So uh, son went down like a drunk college girl. Casey and NorCal. I don't know if you can say that in 2020. Jesus. 
I did tell Robert last night that we were drinking like sorority girls as we uh, had pinkies up with our white claws watching the Knicks and the Suns. What's your opinion on transgenders? They're, you know, they're all right, I guess. (laughs) They're all right. You know, might need a little more time to fully understand that whole world, but, but if that's your thing, I don't have a problem with it. They're all right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I hope that answers your uh, question. (laughs) They're all right. I'll be honest. I don't understand that, uh, you know, if you call someone a he, but they identify as a she or identify as a nothing, that still confuses me a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. And I think it's not fair in athletics. When you got a guy that turned into a female but sort of has all the guy stuff still and is just kicking everyone's ass and then is proud that they're the best at their sport, I I find that a a bit unfair. Is it okay to say that in 2020? Uh, (laughs) Jets, Jets, Jets. This fucking guy. (laughs) Every time it gets too serious, someone's just going, Jets, Jets, Jets. (laughs) That, That chick with the beard, tits. Oh, the beard lifts. Oops, sorry. Wait, oh my God, I read that so badly. Hold on, Jeff Potter. Because now I'm trying to refocus my eyes because now the sun's down and my my pupils were tiny. So now I got to refocus again. Okay, Jeff Potter said, oh my God, that chick with the beard lifts 650 pounds. That's what I'm talking about. I, I don't know if that's fair. If you want to identify as a woman... Or as a uh, them, then. Some, wanna, some people want to be called them, I think. Help me out, you fuckers. Don't let me just sit here. I'm sweating now. I'm trying to get out of this. But I think if you have a beard and you used to be a man and now you're a woman and, and you're in powerlifting competitions and you're lifting 650 pounds and if you're lifting later in the day, you can have a massive 5 o'clock shadow. I think there's a problem with that. I really do. Is it okay to say that? Or just because you don't go uh, along with the company line, you're, you know, you're just a terrible person? Some of us still have a lot of questions. You know, the hate is not there. I don't, I don't have the hate for any of that shit. But I have questions. I think Bruce Jenner looks ridiculous. Are you allowed to say that? But I think he looks ridiculous because us older people really remember him as, uh, as Bruce Jenner. And that's why, to this day, I say Bruce Jenner. I got I got yelled at a few times for uh, referencing um, what's uh, what's her name Kylie Jenner right uh, by saying Bruce Jenner but I I've tried to explain that's because that's how I know that person that's how I remember that person on the on the box of Wheaties and winning gold medals and and being all over the TV oh god we almost made it Sir Duncan we almost made it Opie would you ever get back with Jim Moran it's not even a thought in my head I'm sorry to say. She got a huge pair of nuts, though. Yeah, well, there you go, Casey and NorCal. I'm in deep? Yeah, because you fuckers didn't help me, man. And some of this stuff you agree with, but you're too scared to say it. I don't hate transgender. <laughs> World's shortest man dead at 27. Wow, we really? What did he die of? Uh, let's be honest. What about midgets? Love the midgets. And Brad Williams said it's okay to say that word, but I don't know if it is. Big fan of Little People Big World. You guys know that. I still look. Is it okay to say that? No, it's weird, though. When I see uh, a little person walking around New York City, I'll I'll look and I'll even follow a little bit. Just a little bit. 
Um, and then I was in Austin, Texas with Brad Williams and we were walking, um, getting Starbucks. And I think we, yeah, we ended up um, meeting other people up for margaritas and some Mexican food. And everyone was staring at Brad Williams. And then I felt the other side of it. I was getting really mad for Brad Williams. And he's like, God, oh, dude, this is nothing. This is no big deal. This has been my entire life. I don't give a shit. I'm like, good for you, Brad Williams. Good for you. How come you never see little people in the Middle East? Ooh, that's a, that's, wow, that's a great question. That, that question just freaked me out. Because you know what I'm thinking? That they don't allow that shit over there. I know they hate dogs. To this day, one of the uh, worst videos I, I've ever seen on YouTube was a Middle Eastern dog. Really cute, cuddly, tiny little, like, toy poodle, something like that. Really small and white and fluffy. And these kids lit it on fire. And uh, the dog ran around screaming bloody murder. I was depressed for about a week. And then people explained to me that obviously it's cruelty to animals, obviously. But what makes it not as bad is the fact that in in, uh, that part of the world, they just don't give a fuck about dogs like we do. I mean, it still was brutal. I mean, come on. But it was interesting to hear that angle, at least that, you know, they look at they look at dogs almost like they're rats. They're not bringing them home for pets. They're not allowed to have dogs as pets, Grant? I did not know that. But then if you're a society that eats dogs, who are we to say they shouldn't eat dogs? Just because we love them. There's parts of the world they don't look at the animals that we look at in the same way. I mean, I think it's disgusting. Don't get me wrong. There's there's, uh, towns in China that have those brutal dog festivals, and, and man, they don't play. I don't know, man. I mean, we do some real shitty, brutal things to animals in our country, right? And I bet you there's parts of the world that don't really approve of that shit either. So how's your V? (laughs) That old gag. I never had a V in my life. Even when I was like an athlete, an actual athlete, I I still didn't have an actual V. (laughs) Speaking of the non-existent V, this would be a great time to welcome a brand new sponsor to the OP Radio podcast. I'm talking about Oats Overnight. That's OatsOvernight.com. Use the promo code OP. Basically, you probably know by now that I like to eat healthy but tasty. Healthy but tasty. And Oats Overnight fits the bill. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got involved with Oats Overnight. They sent me a box of their product. It's a delicious overnight oats shake. It's very quick. It's very easy, and I'm telling you, it's very tasty. Some of the flavors include strawberries and cream, green apple cinnamon, peanut butter cookie dough, cacao crunch, blueberry cobbler, mocha, and many more flavors to choose from. It's high in protein. It's low in sugar. It's gluten-free. It has vegan options. It has everything. Mixed with any milk or milk substitute. And it's easy and quick to make. They got a blender bottle. You put your milk or your milk substitute up to the line. Then you pick your flavor. You dump your flavor into the blender bottle. Then you put the cap on. And then you shake it up for, I don't know, like 20 seconds. Then you throw it in your refrigerator. You pretty much forget about it. The next morning, you shake it just a little bit. And you can take it right to work with you and have it in the car. And it's really, really good. Shipping is always free. If you find yourself eating fast food for breakfast or you know you should be eating healthier, I'm telling you, this is for you. I love it. Right now, you could get 10% off your entire order with the code OPIE. 
Head over to OatsOvernight.com, use promo code OPI, and get a free blender bottle with your first order. And all first orders have a full money-back guarantee, so you can try it risk-free. That's OatsOvernight.com, promo code OPI, O-P-I-E, for 10% off your entire order. I love these guys, and I want to welcome them to the OP Radio Podcast. Thanks, Oats Overnight. And now back to the episode. The second half is going to be taking place at the ocean as I sit there and hang out with a bunch of you guys on YouTube Live. It's time for a time jump. Carl, take it away. Bring it up to speed. Come to Buffalo, lots of good breweries. Um, man, breweries are popping up all over the place. My friend, my newer friend, to be honest with you, I um, met him through Chris, Fish Guy Photos on Instagram when we were doing the Red-Tailed Hawk episode. Emmy, the Red-Tailed Hawk, was doing some of that hunting. And uh, home base for that episode was uh, Mustache Brewery in Riverhead. They do a very, very good job. But I feel sorry for them because I even said, how many breweries were there when you started and it was, I forget exactly the numbers, but it was it was barely anybody was doing it on Long Island. And he's like, oh, now pretty much everyone and their mother has a brewery. And I'm like, I can relate because that's what is happening with radio. All of a sudden, everyone thinks they could do this, that they could do radio. Oh, they just, the, the sad part is more people would have done radio a long time ago or tried it. But I guess uh, uh, the word radio wasn't cool enough. But then you change radio to podcasting. All of a sudden, it's hip and cool. And all those Brooklyn assholes start podcasting from all over the goddamn place. Sorry. Hey, Brooklyn is cool, Ken R says. All right. Here comes the storm, though. Look at that. I think it's going to be rain, though, unfortunately. Do you like Joe Rogan's podcast? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, depending on the guest, I guess. But I guess that's how it is with most podcasts, right? There's not really a must-listen-to podcast out there. I'll be honest. I'm trying to become that thing. Um, I'm not there yet. But, um, you know, the ONA show is must-listen must radio. Uh, as far as the podcasting world goes, is not a must-listen Everyone looks at uh, their podcast feeds, and if they see a guest they're interested in or a topic, then they download that episode. They don't really have a lot of loyalty uh, past the fact that they subscribe and, you know, download a few episodes. That's what's missing from podcasting. And I'm going to fill that void, God damn it! You're going to listen to every episode I do. Just give me time. Ah, what would it take for you to do a show on terrestrial radio again? A to B, what city, what would you... I I had an opportunity to do something with WEEI was the last opportunity I had. Probably at this point, eh, trying to remember when they finally gave up on me. Probably like six or seven months ago. I, I, I wasn't feeling it, especially because, you know, WEEI in Boston, they're, they're sports... They're a sports station. And then this guy who was very cool, big-time fan, fan of the podcast, really likes what I'm doing. He's like, look, you could do a lot of the shows from New York. You don't even have to come to Boston. And I'm thinking, but I love Boston, so I wouldn't mind going up there from time to time. But I'm not moving my family for a stupid radio dream. My days of moving are over. Unless there's an offer that comes in for millions of dollars. 
But uh, then I said, then I'm going to have to talk about sports and Boston sports. And I could lip my way around, but I don't know that much about it. They're like, you don't even have to talk that much sports. But in the end, I really feel like regular radio is just dead. iHeart, which is pretty much the biggest company in America for radio, they just laid off a shitload of people all over the place and some really good, solid, talented people. But that's what's going on in uh, the business. It's all going bye-bye. And it doesn't help that everyone thinks they could podcast. Hey, listen to my podcast. No. No, I'm not going to listen to your podcast. Radio sucks. I don't know anyone who listens to regular radio in years. Andrea, what's up, Andrea? Do you feel radio is dead, though? It's not dead. It's just uh, changing its form. It's changing its, um, it's changing into podcasting, really. But the problem is that the, um, the market is saturated, and I need uh, a lot more podcasts to realize, oh, this is really hard to do on a regular basis and to tap out. And then I'm going to rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Did you say thoughts on Jay Leno's showed? Hold on. I got to take my gloves off to scroll back. Oh, it's cold out here. Uh, Yakov Shmirnov brought me back. Good interview. Thank you, buddy. Whatever it takes. Start your own network. Hell no. Everyone is starting a, their own network in podcasting. Thoughts on Jay Leno's showed. I hear Jay Leno has a giant uh, dick. Good for Jay. Good for him and his dumb blue shirts. Uh, a good network where the content is curated with good shows and not just putting your friends on. I, I have no desire to, to be a boss in that regard again and being responsible for people and worrying about tons of people. And then they come to you. I can't do my podcast this week because I'm sick. Or I'm going on vacation. You take care of it. No, thank you. You build it, they will come. Thank you, William. Well, we're building, and uh, the numbers are certainly uh, uh, going up, which is very, very nice. I think uh, the YouTube Live is actually helping the numbers for the podcast. So if you're not a subscriber to Opie Radio yet, please do so. I, I would appreciate that. Detroit will take anything good on radio. The problem is there's plenty of guys out there that could do uh, good radio, not not as, not as good as what I did and what me and Anthony did, but there are plenty that are good. The companies just shut those fuckers down and, and told them to shut up and play the music, which was the dumbest thing in the world. And I try to tell uh, radio companies over the years because satellite radio was a coming, uh, internet radio was a coming, although that was more or less a bust. Although so many people are putting their podcasts on the internet, so I guess. It, I guess it's doing okay. And then it was podcasting. So what did regular radio do as, as all this new competition was coming their way with new media? They told their DJs to shut the fuck up. God, is that stupid. That's where they blew it. Uh, do you make money on your YouTube channel? Yes, I do. And my channel to this day averages 700,000 views a month. And uh, I make enough money to maybe cover my cable bill. That's ridiculous. Uh, some wrestling guy was trashing you on Jim and Sam. What? Why? I live in people's heads. I live in people's heads. I live in people's heads. <laughs> I feel like being obnoxious today. I live in your head. I live in your head. <laughs> oh, that just gained me $4.99 from Jeff Potter. I remember Jeff. 
I remember you from yesterday's live stream. I'm starting to recognize some of uh, some of the names. Uh, it was Matt Serra. Who's Matt Serra? Is Matt? Oh, Matt Serra's the the UFC guy, right? He was trashing me. Get the fuck out of here. That's so stupid. There's no way. I met Matt Serra a few times. Had him on the radio show. And to be completely honest, the guy could not have been nicer to me. Really, really nice. Really respectful. I remember he did okay on the radio. Uh, funny at times. And he even said that he was a fan of uh, my work. And now he's sitting there trashing me? Get the fuck out of here. That's stupid. Why? That is that, would, that, that can't be true. He took some shots. He took some shots. What are some of those uh, shot songs? Isn't there only one? Shot, 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 shots. Is that how you do it? Shots fired. Pew, pew, pew. Very nice. That's funny. There's no way the guy trashed me because that would be really stupid because he was very cool to me and I was very, very cool to him. Unless is he trying to fight someone's battle? I don't. I don't click on. Uh, I don't click on the the clips that make fun of me and stuff. I just don't. I know. I know they're out there. People uh, point them out to me. They're like, "You better hear this," and they send me links. And I. I just years ago, I gave up on um, listening to shitty stuff about me. Years and years ago. <sighs> Everyone wants to fuel the flames of the fire. Uh, so Blaine, you're saying he didn't really take shots? All right. There you go. Yeah, people like to uh, start shit. Maybe he said stuff about me, but if Matt Sarah said anything about me, that's completely ridiculous. Because, like I said, met him a couple times. He was very, very cool to me. He was respectful, nice guy, was good on the radio, kind of funny at times, and said uh, that he was a fan of my work. So, And then if he turns around and bashes me or, or you know, trashes me, I, I don't know what to say to that. I, I think that's ridiculous. Okay, that's my answer to that. And I should say I'm not scared of any UFC fighters, by the way, all right? Which would probably be very stupid on my part, I understand. <laughs> you just you just tweeted Matt Sarah and said that I think he's dumb. What are you, crazy? You know when I just said I'm not scared of UFC fighters? I'm scared shitless of them. Not because they're strong, by the way. When you get into it with someone, you don't think of that crap because you, you just lose your mind. But they're crazy. That's why they're UFC fighters. They're absolutely insane. A lot of UFC fighters, if you do any research, they, they've had terrible things happen to them in their lives. And, and in a lot of ways, that's why they turn to fighting. They're just getting out so much trauma in that ring. Uh, oh, is that too much wind? Too much wind because that storm's getting close. So we might have to finish this up, boys and girls. Oh, wow, that's a lot of wind. You still love the silent game we used to play? Thank you, Ken R. I appreciate that. That was one of my favorites. One of my favorite inventions. You get someone on the phone and then you say hello and then you just let them suffer because everybody wants to be heard so badly they're not going to hang up because they thought they got through to their favorite radio show and they just want to believe that there's just a slight problem and that their radio heroes are going to be on the line any minute. Oh my God, that was so incredibly uncomfortable. And I loved it. Oh, you like the ping pong game too? 
All right, now we're talking old radio, old O&A. So the ping pong game, we got a ping pong sound effect. And when we got a caller that was just going on and on and on, me and Anthony would make believe we would uh, be playing ping pong. And then every once in a while we'd be going, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. But then we would show total excitement for the ping pong game going on in front of us, just playing off the, uh, the sound clip. It was such a riot. That was shock jock radio at its best. Dice was hilarious uh, during the silent game. You know what I learned? I was listening to uh, that Bradley Cooper. <laughs> and uh, it was a, he was on Oprah. I know, I know. Hey, don't go away. Hey, hey, guys, don't go away. The Opster's just trying to grow as a human being. What's wrong with listening to a little Oprah every once in a while? Whoa, look at my numbers. Hey, they're dropping. Don't go away. And she had uh, Bradley Cooper on. It was around uh, A Star is Born, so about a year ago, around the Oscars, which is almost upon us here. And, uh, and it was on her podcast called Super Soul Sunday. Hey, where's everyone going? I'm just trying to improve myself. With some ohms. Ohm. No? <laughs> but anyway, Bradley Cooper was talking about um, uh, Andrew Dice Clay and um, and everybody else that was in that movie. But the one thing he said an- about Andrew Dice Clay, which I did not know, that uh, Andrew Dice Clay wears glasses because he could barely see out of his left eye. Did anyone else know this? I was his friend for many, many years and never noticed that he would, like, turn a little more to the right so he could see shit. I didn't know that. Oprah stinks. Lawrence, how dare you? You don't have a soul, my friend. <laughs> um, but Bradley Cooper was basically talking about uh, Andrew Dice Clay and, and the reason why he wears glasses is because he could barely see out of his left eye. I swear to God, I'm learning this for the first time. Is this true? Uh, Chris, C-R-I-S, I loved when Oprah tried cleaning the birthmark off of uh, uh, Drew Brees' face. She did not try to do that. Come on, tell me that's that's not true. Does anyone know that? Did Oprah Winfrey try to rub the mole off Drew Brees' face? Come on, you're fucking with me. Come on. Yeah, everyone is saying, please let it be true. Oh, I, it, there's no, it's got to be fake news. I know, but God, is that great. Know what's weird about Drew Brees and that mole? And we all suffer from moles. Like, I had a lot of them. You really could get, you know, a lot of that uh, taken off your face. I had, when I finally started getting some money and uh, mole removal is not even that expensive, the first thing I did was uh, uh, go to a doctor and get a, a whole bunch of moles taken off my face. And then some people are like, well, you know, if they take this mole, it's always a mole that has hair grown out of it that's really obvious. They'll go... You know, if uh, if I if I take the mole off my face, I'm gonna have a scar, and I'm like, look at yourself! A scar versus a mole that that is growing a mini tree. What do you think you should do? God, it's kind of something that infuriates me though, because some of these moles, once again on the subway, I get a lot of my material on the subway. You'll see somebody with a mole that will really infuriate you and you want to tap them on the shoulder and say you could get that removed in 2020 people don't die from moles anymore 
Sure, back in the early 1800s, people died from moles, but not anymore. That's something you could take care of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Did you name your moles Anthony and Jimmy? What the fuck, dude? You get most of your material on the subway. Ignatius. Well, I mean, that, I was exaggerating, but I'm a, I love people watching, so... When I go on the subway, my eyes are open, and I'm scanning for shit. The John Lennon cook was my favorite. I don't know what that means. Maybe I should just read some of this. Maybe I'm, I would get myself in trouble. I read a lot of these comments cold because they go by so fast. And speaking of cold, my fingertips are, are I'm freezing right now. I'm freezing right now. I'm recording this as a massive snowstorm comes barreling down on me, and I'm outside. Uh, Betty White did not die. Now I'm on to you guys with the fake news. I finally believe that Oprah Winfrey did not try to rub the mole off Drew Brees' face. Okay? Although I wanted to believe along with many of you. <laughs> but I know Betty White didn't die. She was trending. Every time Betty White's trending, she's one of those celebrities where everyone goes, Oh my God, she must have died. No, she was celebrating, if you could call it that, her 98th birthday. You know, Gwyneth Paltrow has a vagina candle. I think Betty White should have a candle. A Betty White vagina candle. What do you think? Coming soon to opiradio.com. With all your t-shirts and hats. T-shirts, hats, and the Betty White vagina candle. Everyone's yelling, no. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> You'd buy two, you sick fuck. Serial killer would buy two of those. Nice. <laughs> have you seen Artie's nose lately? I have. Artie Lang um, looks good. I hear he's doing well in recovery. Uh, it's something he's going to have to worry about the rest of his life. It's right around the corner where he could go back to all that stuff. But let's be honest, Artie Lang's nose looks like he's pressing his face up against the window. Did I see Jennifer Aniston's naked pictures? No, I did not. My God. That's something I'm going to have to search out. She is the greatest living cougar on earth, right? Wow. 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 I love the Jennifer Aniston, but I, I still hold uh, to my theory that the reason she can't keep a man is because she's got that uh, vagina disease that makes it smell uh, bad. I started that thing a long time ago, and more and more people are with me on that. That's what I believe. What is it called? Uh, vaginosis or something like that? Come on, ladies, tell me. Tell me about the smelly vagina thing. I'm not going to talk about my first girlfriend again, but unfortunately, she had that disease unfortunately and it was a real bummer <laughs> that was a real bummer <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, yes it was it was no bueno uh, no bueno when you're in the middle of western New York and it smells like low tide while you're out to dinner you know you have a problem <sighs> All right. I would continue, but I can't lie to you. My fingertips are frozen. I'm freezing. Okay? So this is what I suggest. 
you support my sponsors. The latest sponsor is Oats Overnight. Just buy some stuff from them using the promo code Opie. Or go to my website and buy a t-shirt or a hat or the Betty White Vagina Candle. And that keeps this damn podcast free, okay? Yes, I have money, but I don't want to be paying for this crazy-ass bandwidth, which is making me think that I should do a little something-something to get some money coming in. So help me out. Just support my sponsors if you can. Or buy something off the uh, the old website, all right? And make sure you subscribe to the Opie Radio Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Got a podcast app? Search Opie Radio and uh, hit that subscribe button, okay? All right, guys, this was fun, for real. We will do this again very, very soon. Uh, this wasn't lame, dummy. I know it wasn't lame, and most of the people in here know it wasn't lame. Just take that horse shit somewhere else. We're, we're over that crap. Uh, but we're doing this uh, pretty much every day, guys. I really appreciate the love, the support, and the fun. A lot of funny uh, fuckers out there that made me laugh today, man. So thank you, thank you very much. Uh, bye-bye.